<laughs> Good eye, mate. It's the bear. Get out, mate. Good eye. It's it's happy hour. From down under. Down under Sydney, Australia. Yes. My God, it's, it's summer there. It's summertime. Wow. It just blows my mind that to go. And it's nine eight nine thirty a.m. there, and it's happy hour. Nonetheless, I it's happy hour commend everywhere. you commend you to commitment in your spirit. Yes. As we like to say, it's five o'clock somewhere. It is, every single hour. Yes. But you're in a different day. It's true. We're, uh, so I, here I am. I'm on time, the right day, and somehow you've managed to be a day late. Yeah, and I've been. You, it's Tuesday. So and what's, what's how really, do we reconcile this? What's really messed up is I'm. I've been chatting with someone in Los Angeles this morning, and in Los Angeles, it's still yesterday morning there. Like, it's. It's a whole. It's like what? Twenty-four hours. What? Not twelve, like in our case. Yeah. Or so. Right. Yeah. Normally, you and I are six apart. Right. And now we're sixteen apart. Which right, is right. just wild. Like the, it being ten apart from Spain, uh, what I've been doing is I call my family um, when I get up because they're just about to go to bed, and then when I get up, I, yeah, yeah. I I call them and they've and they're and they're. Let's see. When I get up, they're just about to go to bed, and when I'm going to bed, they're uh, they have just gotten up or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So right. it's just wild. That, it is. And it, it begs that the definition of reality is is seen through the lens of time, because we recognize oh, it's a completely human construct, right? Right. It's a completely human construct, which it is non-relational in so many ways. You know, I mean, relational to the sun, perhaps. In many ways, I'm 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 below you right now. And you're below me because we're on opposite opposite sides of this right. of this ball we call home. So if if I uh, if I did as I often dreamt of doing when I was a child, dug a hole to the center of the earth so I could visit Jules Verne's uh, inner earth, yes. but then continue digging on the other side and breaking away through what I thought instead, of course, was China, right, from New York to China. But that might not have been exactly right, huh? That is, that is true. the 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 word for the point on the opposite side of the earth is called the antipode and uh, there strangely there's through no particular rhyme or reason there are very few places in the world where the antipode is on land uh, where the two places are both on land uh-huh. uh, because the Pacific is so freaking huge hey, and, hey, hey, right. um, but one of the places where the where you can be exactly on land and be exactly on the opposite side of the earth is um, New Zealand and Spain oh no kidding um the been opposite sides e- of the earth or exact, a cut exact, through it? exact opposite sides from the center. No kidding. Yes. <clears throat> I never would have guessed that. And if you um so if if you if you had a a a tunnel going straight through the very center of the earth, which is not possible because it's so dense and but imagining is a, a a physics question is if you had that that thing and you jumped into it, you would get going really really fast. You'd, when you got to the center, you'd start decelerating, and you would and you would get slower and slower and slower until you you just your head popped up on the other side before you fell back down through again. Isn't and that... continually till the end of time, or till you starve to death, going back and forth and back and forth. It's dismal. You painted you painted an awful picture. It is. I didn't think it through when I was five. I just I didn't think it through. I didn't think about that which you just described. 
a constant yo-yo until starvation sets in. That's nice. You've taken a dark twist. It's interesting you can do that at 930 in the fucking morning. It's just, it's just science, man. You take a boyhood dream and you turn it into, like, truthful but, you know, evil science. Mm -hmm. You've got an act. But, and oh, there's a there's a weird uh, there's a weird corollary that if you if you took any other uh, any other line not necessarily the one that goes straight through the center but say one that went from Spain to to Michigan through the whatever the direct line is yeah and you you got rid of friction maybe you're on a, a levitating train or something uh, that would also you would fall downhill until you until you got to the closest point to the center of the earth and then you would start going uphill again. And the crazy thing is that the physics equations work out such that you, it takes the same amount of time, no matter what line you cut through the earth, it, just using gravity to, to bring you down and then to, to accelerate you to the maximum speed and then decelerate you to the other um, point on the surface. It, uh, it's just a weird... It always takes the same amount of time, meaning that because gravity is stronger in the center, the longer distances travel quicker. Yes, you get going. You edges. get going faster. So no matter what, uh, time equals acceleration plus what, man? Plus, plus Mother Earth, man. Plus what, Mother Earth, bro? Yeah. Oh, that's that's so like, that's so true, man. Mother Earth wants us hey, in her hey. heart. Can we copyright that word? What? Mother Earth. Could we copyright that and make money off it? Maybe. Mother Mother Earth? Yes, possibly. I, I don't think anyone's ever, no. I've never. Uh -uh. Mm. So I've got a glow up here. Uh, uh, makes me want to take it out, and I think I will. Okay. I think I will. And take a look at what you're saying, because I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by the, 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 the fact that you are near that point, which you said the word again? Antipode. 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 So, if there's an antipode, is there a pod? I guess a like, pod is where your feet are. Ah. Pod, pod, pod. I so antipodes. Yeah, that makes good sense. Wow. Somebody has to. Very well. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> So uh, we played poker the other night, hosted it at the at the revised home. I set for eight. We had six. Mm -hmm. Tables were big enough. Food was spread. Good time was had by all. Excellent. First half of the night, I was I was doubled my money. I was the big winner across the board. And then the whole half of the second half, I yeah. got it down so that over the course of over four hours, well, I made four dollars and twenty five cents. <laughs> well, we're playing nickels and dimes. Yeah, but the, the the house was large enough to support that, and everybody had a good time. Roomy enough, you know, where you're not bumping into each other and shit. So, well, the house always wins, so it's good. <laughs> wow, right? You're sharp. You're sharp. Beer at nine thirty, and you can you can think clearly. That's wonderful. Good for you. I'm at the end of my day. You know, we had two days of warmth there. It was in the mid-40s. It was a miracle. Today was supposed to be warmer. And uh, wow. I, go, I go downstairs as I'm inviting people in for poker. And somebody from the street apparently shot two BBs into my house Whoa. and went through one window in my porch. Brand new window that I put in. Big one. 
Is that a message? And, uh, is that a message from the from the local mafia? You well, I think it's from the mafia, the guy who stutters, because he's saying, "But be, be aware, that, yeah. be be careful, be, be beware of me." Huh. Uh, so, well, his name is B B E capital B E. He runs a, I think he runs a notorious BB gun gang here. They're all under the age of twelve, but he doesn't run the local. Who doesn't run the local apiary. No. <laughs> no. I mean, he could. You want to construct a complete new world. Well, isn't, don't that, you? isn't that what we do? Don't you? So, so you sent me a picture to post of the uh, the opera house there. It looked enormous. It looked. It is yes. On a scale of. Unbelievable uh, size. Yep, it. I mean, it's it's one of the. There aren't a lot of cities that have such iconic buildings that you can just see the one building and know. Oh, I know what city that is. You got your yeah. you got your Statue of Liberty and your Eiffel Tower, and your Sydney Opera House. It's way up there on the list. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know that you could. That most people. You got your Golden Gate Bridge. Right. But I don't know that your average person from anywhere in the world would pick out something on the Chicago skyline, for example, or maybe it, within America, the St. Louis Arch is pretty uh, iconic. Well, if the if the shot of Chicago was one of their canals in the city, it would be. Well, that's I mean, that's that's immediately identifiable. I mean, as these things go, but maybe I I don't think as much as say the Sydney Opera House would be. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. like that. No no no. Just just knowing it's 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 an iconic city. So right. There are iconic but images. Having been there, I re I clearly recognize the 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 view of of that river. But um, but yeah. Particularly as it enters the lake, and the shots of the of the uh, marketplace that's on the on the wharf, and jetting into the lake. That's I've been in the hotels there, high up, looking at that shit. That's cool. And whatever they call the, we, the, what, the Sears Tower now, I forget what its new name is. Yeah, what, whatever. I, that, I don't think that is that was the biggest building there, and still is. For, right. Exactly. Uh, so they got a great blues festival there. Great blues festival. Chicago is known for blues. Yep. They set it up, and uh, they take this big field, Grand Park, and they draw a big X through it on a, on an aerial map. A big X through it. And those X points are pass, creating four quadrants. Yep. Two of those quadrants are stages, and two of those quadrants are food and beverages. And it's instantly understandable, and the stages are far enough apart in that Right, they're opposite grouping. each other. Right. The pass quite long uh, mm -hmm. to get there, you know, in central, uh, uh, you know, toilet areas. And because of that, it's so accessible. And there's a big amphitheater where the big acts go. I mean, it's big. Mm-hmm. It's big, but um, we love that. Tommy kangaroo down, boy. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down, boy. Call kangaroo down. You know that? No. What, what are you, you doing? What are you on about, mate? Bring it up in the show notes. Tommy kangaroo? Australia. Tommy kangaroo, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I will You've never heard that? No. Oh, my God. I mean, I just did, I think, but... Well, you did. Yeah, a short version. You want, you want to hear the second verse? Tiny kangaroo down, boy. Tiny kangaroo down. Huh. 
Well, yeah, go back. I mean, I'm, this is you know in the last fifty years, before your time, apparently. You might like it. Cool all together now. Tiny kangaroo down the spot. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down the spot. Tiny kangaroo down. Tommy, Tommy's unrelated to Captain. Say that again. Is Tommy kangaroo unrelated to Captain Kangaroo? <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh-uh. That's okay. a different, different, different yeah. uh, family. So. It was, what did Captain Kangaroo have to do with Australia? That's an interesting point you made. I've never thought of it. But what was the connection there? Because it wasn't connected in any way to where kangaroos are. Is it why Why did they call him Captain Kangaroo? And who exactly was he captain of? Kangaroos or... Exactly. Or they, or humans or wallabies or... Wallabies. Did, did, was, was there an army of wallabies? Why would he be doing that? That reminds me, I heard a good one about our good friends in um, Uruguay the other day on some, some other podcast. Somebody said, um, you go your way and I'll go my way. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, oh. that's pretty bad. But okay. disappointed that it didn't come up on our illustrious program in all of our oh, talking well, about has, your way. It has now, and you only had to tell me two or three times that I finally got it. So That's because it, a... it, it's hard for me to... because I, mispronounce it? It's hard for me to mispronounce it in the English way of saying Uruguay. You're right. Supposed to Uruguay. Anyway, to our friends there, a tip of the hat. I am uh, drinking Alaska uh, Amber from uh, Juneau, Alaska. Very good. It's a beautiful little little town. Hats off to them. Great brewery, great beer. So uh, here's a story. Here's a brewery story. Yes. Um, the other day was just the Sunday fun day, and I thought, well, I would take a long walk and um, try to watch a little bit of the basketball game, and mm-hmm. so walk to the. The nearest bar that's a walk a distance and remembered that it was closed Oops. on Sunday and I walked to the next one which is about five blocks away and it used to be called Gonzo's Brewery and okay. they have an absolute wonderful uh, uh, symbol for that which is a, a barking dog a, a fierce dog with a, with a fierce chain and so they make really cool swag it's gone huh. they sold out I think you might have mentioned company. that. You might have mentioned that before, and I think I might have seen that that logo. So it was the Sagatuck Brewery who bought it, and I went in thinking, "Oh, oh, we'll see." And you know my complaint to all these bars that don't carry one, you know, sometimes any, let alone one or two ambers. Mm-hmm. And so I sit down, and out of a twelve beer menu, they had three ambers. Wow, <laughs> quarter of the menu. I, oh yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, well, maybe maybe even sixteen, uh, maybe even sixteen items on the menu. Quite a menu. Okay, but uh, in fact, I got a picture of uh, of the uh, all of the brands. And did you I'll say I'll have one? Of, I'll have one of each ember, please. Oh well, no, I couldn't. I was walking, but I went from there to another place, and uh, this place was open, and they have. You a couldn't quarter. drink too much because you were walking. No, no. Well, I was just walking, having a beer, but I'm telling you about the brewery tour. Okay, sorry. So when when we get to this next one. The name of their porter is for richer or for porter. Nice. And and not only is it now the best porter in town because the joint that sold the peanut butter porter, which was the best porter in town, closed. Mm-hmm. They turned into a marijuana social club, tried that for a while, and then were hassled, I think, by the authorities and ended up closing. But when their production of the best porter in town ended, 
this always in second, close second, mm-hmm. richer for Porter now. So we had a we had a we had a few toasts down there. There's no lack, there's just, no lack of wordplay in in beer names these days, yeah. is there? There. And this this place is called Mr. Tibbs. Okay. And I can't every time I walk through the door, just before I go in, I turn to to, to my wife and I say, "They call me Mr. Tibbs," <laughs> which may be before your time as well, but maybe not. Sydney Portier. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Steve, they could have a porter called Sydney Porter, and they could sell it in Australia. Sydney Portier, Sydney Porter. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'd be careful with that. <laughs> I'd be careful with that. I wouldn't be changing up his name. Okay. <laughs> and turn it into some slang thing. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's, that that could right. be seen uh, as disrespectful. Belafonte Amber. Let's go that direction. Okay. Anything Harry Belafonte uh, touches turns to gold. It's always been the case. Hmm. So, so you're you're enjoying your time there. You're you're getting ready for a for a day. In this case, you've had had breakfast and the breakfast of champions. In fact, yes. So, what is it that you have in your hand? In my hand. What is it in your? Uh, what are you drinking? I have a James Squire 150 Lashes Pale Ale. Seems a little colonial slave owner uh, vibe, if you ask me. But uh, let's see. James James Squire was the first fleet convict who later became Australia's first brewer. The story goes he was caught stealing hops to make beer, but got off lightly with one with one fifty lashes. While the judge enjoyed two barrels of ale. <laughs> this here's the tasting notes. This Australian style pale ale delivers cracking flavor, with a refreshing finish and hints of passion fruit and grapefruit. Yeah, is that all true to you? Seems did you, seems did, so. Did it crackle down your throat? Did you say, "Whoa, that's a mm, whoa, that's, a good that's some that's some passion grapefruit"? Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's like better than fifty lashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well. If that's the standard, we uh, hey, I mean, that's the standard we keep. We did we did populate we this this. Mm, place was populated with a bunch of convicts. Indeed. So, it's got a rich history. A rich history. Well, I'm glad you're there. It's got to be a thrill. It's yeah. Be the, an thrill. The, the city is really beautiful. It's um, They've put in a lot of work in uh, in having trees everywhere. They, yeah. they either they either got lucky or made some good decisions and they've got a lot of their streets and it's a fairly warm place so it's nice to have so much shade and, and tree cover. And what is the, uh, you know, average temperature high-low over the course of a year? Do you know it? I don't know it. Uh, is, it, is, it is it more or less like Spain or just the opposite of Spain? But if, if they're both, if they're symmetrical on the globe or, or uh, antipod, the one is the antipod of the other, then wouldn't you think that there was some... If, 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 there, if there was rhyme or reason like that, yeah. Let's see, I've got the average weather for Sydney year-round here. And it peaks in January, of course, uh, with a range of 70 to 80 Fahrenheit. And it gets the coldest in July with between 50 and 60 Fahrenheit. So it does not fluctuate that much. How does it uh, respond to Spain in any way? No. I mean, Spain has... The, The temperature ranges. Yeah. 
No, not not really. I mean, Spain interior Spain has really cold temperatures, but um, so it, it it sounds to me like Louisiana could be, yeah. Although Louisiana gets a little hotter than eighty, which of course you'd expect, but it also gets down in the fifties, and so that that's yeah, that, that's that that gives me a really good clue. That's pleasant. Like I remember uh, that's pleasant. A year or two ago, there, it, it was huge news that it had snowed in in some part of Australia. And the photographers, they got pictures of the kangaroos hopping around in the snow. Uh, oh, no, we're all shit. excited. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't get that cold or really all that hot here. So Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good when you said that the trees help with heat, I wondered what hot was. 80's not all that hot. The trees are great. Anything yeah, presumably in the, in the middle of the continent where, in the middle of the, I don't, I was taught Australia as a continent, but uh, other people say island. Uh, in the middle there, where there's just nothing, and, you know, in the outback, I imagine the temperatures get quite a bit hotter. Yeah, yeah. But right. here on the coast, it um, the water right. keeps it right pretty good. So I went. Remember a few episodes back, where my when when I was planning this trip, and my friend who I was staying with said, "So do you want to do nippers? Do you remember that?" I vaguely remember it, and, but I don't. And really. I was and I was like, "What? What on earth is nippers?" And I looked, it, I looked it up, and it was, um, it is this training course for young children for water safety at the beach. And every Sunday, my friend and his seven-year-old son get up, and they go to the local beach, and they do an hour of this uh, training in the surf. And the, the beach here, the waves are really quite large, quite close in. Quite, yeah. quite quite close to the to the beach, uh-huh, and uh-huh. and also apparently the the, the riptides are really dangerous. Uh-huh, like they, uh-huh. they lose. Uh, it's important they, training. Right? Many people die here every every year because they just get sucked out. Um, yeah. And so the the locals have such a strong respect for the sea and the beach and safety and stuff. So there's this huge organization entirely volunteer, where all these local parents come and they they bring their kids and. All the kids, they're pretty cute. Um, a lot of the a lot of the parents and the kids are wearing wetsuits because the water's fairly cool. It wasn't that cold uh-huh. uh, this past Sunday when I when I went. But um, and they do this thing where the the parents form this, despite the fact that there was a big sign up saying no swimming today. It's too dangerous. Of course, they let the little kids swim, uh, and all the little kids <laughs> all the little kids wear these bright pink uh, shirts on over their um, uh-huh. over their wetsuits, so you can spot them easily. Do they and, all have wetsuits? Uh, most of them did, yeah. How many kids? Wow. Uh, yeah, across the whole beach, there were probably a hundred or more. Oh my god! Uh, the, my friend's kid was in a group of thirty, and there were maybe wow. there were there were at least four groups up and down the beach. Um, no shit. And they do. Uh, there's four different activities. One, the first one they did was um, was with these surfboard with these boards. Where the kids formed in a in a in a line, and you grab a board, and the parents uh, go out maybe uh, maybe 15 yards out into the out into the surf and form a little rectangle, and the, the kids have to get on the get on the boards, which can be tough when the waves are crashing right right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on the you board, time it. Paddle paddle out around this little uh, small perimeter uh, where the where the grownups are, and and back again, and then get out and get back in line and do that. And each kid did it. Maybe ten times in the in the twenty minutes they were doing that particular exercise. Wow! And then wow, they wow, went wow. over to a little open area pool thing, and they did some uh, thing where they had to swim swim across the pool, 
and then get out and then walk oh. around and jump in and swim across again. And then they did other things where they had to race into the surf and, and back out again. Just learning what how the waves are strong and how they can knock you down. And if they do knock you down, not to panic that you uh, can get back up. And just a great sense of... Who sponsors this? Is it the government? Or? It's it's a local... Um, it's just a local organization. Although, apparently, all around the coasts of Australia, this is a common thing. But... Uh, I wonder if it's if it's the government endorsed sponsored legislative. I, I don't. I don't so know. Somebody's got to pay for it, right? Uh, somebody's got to pay for the the boards, but the rest of it is all just volunteer uh, parent time. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's why it's that's why it's prolific, right? And there's this the the one sort of uh, patriarch of the of the of, of this particular beach where they do it is this guy that's 80 years old and uh, looks a little bit like Santa Claus. Uh, or like you and uh he's he's been doing this for like f uh 55 60 years uh teaching kids oh. at this beach and he and he, he he can't quit now because in a couple of years he's gonna be the first person to, to ever uh teach his great grandkid uh oh my word this so, this is amazing man. yeah this just is, um, a hero. like to say anywhere i've ever heard exactly and it's fabulous and while you can't draw direct causes causal uh relations you know for sure lives are being saved even if oh, it's, yeah. even if it's not, right. um, you know, you you know, s these kids are going to grow up, and some well, some of them are going to find themselves in a position where they could panic and possibly drown, but because they have this training, they're not going to. Right, and they're, they're more likely not to. Right, right. exactly. And that's cool, at, man. As such, so most of the most of the people that the that the that the lifeguards rescue that that would have drowned if the uh -huh. lifeguards don't uh -huh. rescue them, most right, right. most of them are 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 tourists or foreigners. The locals here have such a deep respect for for the waves; they are almost never the ones in trouble. Which right. is pretty are, interesting. Are, did you have a wetsuit? I did not have a wetsuit. I how was that? Was it cold? Uh, I did not go all the way in because I have a little bit of a cold, and I thought it would be not a good idea to. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did, uh, I did assume uh, uh, video and photo capture uh, photography role for my for my friend and his kid, and I went out uh to where my to my knees and then a wave like drenched my uh my my shorts because I, I didn't i didn't wear right. uh, i didn't wear a bathing suit um, right right but uh it so you got, it, it wasn't you got that shots to post you got shots to post i've got some stuff i don't know if i can post it because well i don't know in spain i've been trained that um posting pictures of other people's kids is uh is illegal yeah for sure certainly. Um, but I, I can certainly share some with you Oh, yeah, just edit that out the kids. Yeah, I'd like to see the coastline. I'd like to see the wave action. Yes, I I do have you know? uh, I do have videos yeah. of, of the wave. I I will post yeah. a um, yeah. a video of some of the waves. So, but uh, that was that was cool, and a totally new experience, and also a thing that as a tourist you would never do. That you sure. Never... What was the, what was the temp outside? Uh, seventy. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't cold at all. Seventy. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. My it, favorite weather in the states is in uh, San Francisco Bay Area, uh, where the average temperature is, you know, fifty-seven, fifty-eight. But it's uh, the lows are not too low, the highs are not too high. Mm -hmm. But th there's something about it. I mean, when you're in weather like this here, where it's the sidewalks are full of snow, it's icy. You just don't walk as much, and it's cold. It's not as pleasant, and so right. it's uh, it's a detractor here. We we. We do have these cleats that uh, attach to the bottom of of, of your your shoes, mm -hmm. which I'm gonna I'm gonna use the next time out. I go through the woods here because there's a you know a, you know a huge thirty forty acre uh, 
wetland area that has paths all through the woods just a block from here mm -hmm. and it was muddy and, and rainy and snowy and I was in my, my boots but it was you know I needed something cleats so I wasn't slip sliding on the snow and then it'll be more pleasant but that does change the nature of the exercise that you get where course, you're in a moderate climate you just it's never that bad yep you know, and if you've got some comparison, like people who grow up there and never really grow, you know, are, are used to wider variations of weather would say when it's 50 there, they'd say, man, it's freezing. It's so cold here. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, not that. No, you know, not that comparatively. And it's yeah, interesting. Where, where I live in Spain, when the when the weather gets down to to 40, people are like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. We're all dying. And it's just it's all relative. I'm sure here. I'm sure here. Then, when um, when it gets down to fifty, people bring out like scarves and shit. Yeah. And well. and uh, to your point about um, activity, the um, the the Aussies are seem pretty fit compared to uh, certainly compared to Americans, but um, even compared to, to Europeans, there there's not a lot of I don't see a lot of obesity. Uh huh. An interesting stat to uh, to to look at. Mm-hmm. Size of those, I think Louisiana's uh, quite the quite high up on that chart within the states, which is yeah. quite high up. But there's some relationship to states that don't uh, provide uh, bottom line health care to their people that end up with all of these terrible, right? These terrible statistics. It's just it's amazing. Hey man, so Bernie uh, Bernie takes Nevada, and the Democrats are running scared like a bunch of scared rabbits. Yeah, wow. But hey, hey, here's. Here's what I tell my friends this means. It's happy hour. It's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, yeah. And there we are at? Happyhour.fm. This is going to be, what are we, episode 49? 49, 49, 49, 49, 49. It's seven squared. It's pretty crazy. Turn me on, Edmund. Turn me on, Edmund. <laughs> yes. Whoa. That's like whoa, man. Whoa. Whoa. So next one is gonna be fifty. That's a nice big round number. Not quite Well, I we'll have to have a one year anniversary and not as round as fifty two, but Yes. I don't think our anniversary date actually coincides with our number of episodes. But I looked at uh, Chartable today and we're not we're not without listeners so the it's up to like who knows the stats are confusing but it's so nice to know that there are people in fact listening exactly and and, and, and hey you you there listening you hey tell a friend hey hey spread hey, this say, spread the word say, oh man I, it was so cool these guys they make me laugh i'm talking right at you in your ears <laughs> oh lord well it's me inside your head I wonder if there's a way for us to post in advance what kinds of beer we'll be drinking and try to get our listeners to find that beer uh -huh. or beers, one of the beers, and then correspond in a way that you'll explain that they can uh, and uh, talk about the particular beer of the week. Uh, this a, would be a, a beer of the week segment. Huh. Exactly. Two beers of the week. It's going to be hard for. Mind, it, I was going to say it's going to be hard for us to uh, acquire the that? same. No, it's hard for us to acquire the same types of beer given our our locations. Normally. Different countries of the world. Yeah, 
Or if you're such a complainer, the world has if you're such a complainer, quit your whining about the size of the world. No, beer is not that big. Okay. We're talking about beer, not beer. Beer. Oh, beer. Yeah. Gotcha. Beer, 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 beer. Post that one. That's a famous old one, huh? Beer. Monty Python, the song. Ah. Oh. That's a vague. That 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 has a shimmer of a of a glimpse of a familiar note somewhere in the thick, rather yeah, thickened thickened swollen. When, this, when, this, when the seventh beer, <laughs> when the seventh word of the lyrics came out, it sort of clicked. Yes. <laughs> that's Which, right. So one word, one word repeated seven times has a, it has an impact on people. There's a study about that. So you did get that image I sent you yesterday of of the Mercedes that I saw. Yeah, I sent you one back. Yeah, I, I see that now. <clears throat> yeah, right. I was I was just walking walking along and by so the... so do this man, do this man. You got to find out what that's worth in Australia. And then we'll calculate what the shipping cost is and see if we make any money, right? If make, make island, money right? Sell, selling yours to some Australian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your steering wheels on the wrong they side. They got money, mate. Huh? Your steering wheels on the wrong side, mate. So, so. yeah. Huh? Unfortunately. Uh, so it's not legal. Oh, I think it's it's legal, but it's hard to drive. I did a little bit of that when I moved from England to Spain. I drove, I got, I rented a van to load all of our crap into and then drove the van down to the south of England, got on a ferry, came over to Spain, drove it to my destination and unloaded it. But I got a little bit of experience of driving with the steering wheel on the wrong side. And uh -huh. it's, it's very awkward because you're, you're not in the center of the, of the, of the road. You're, you're over on the side. So you're like you're following the, the shoulder. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's very yeah, it's yeah. very weird. It's unsettling. Yes, and almost outside, absolutely outside your experience, and so your brain and your body, which is now under the absolute ritual of driving, and so it's all absolutely body coded movement. However, and it's completely I, distressed by sticking it on the other side of the car. Your entire body is like, this isn't what we do. This isn't what I'm trained for. Yeah. What are you? What? What's going you might on as here? well be driving backwards on the other side of the road, right? Whoa. Is it? Does that? Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Because if you drove in reverse, the steering wheel would be on the correct side. There you go, bro. <laughs> Train on that, man. It's a new training program. No, but I, I did have a I did have a couple years where I where I where I frequently a couple times a year switched between uh, driving in England and driving in Spain. Yeah. And and I, Spain is Western uh, or the. How do you describe it? In Spain, we drive on the right side of the road, and in England, they drive on the left side of the road. And so, is there something other besides right and left that describes well, that the, type of driving? The steering wheel. No, it's no. It, it really is equivalent. It's just flipped, reversed. Well, um, I understand. So glad for that math lesson. I really, it's I not really, that. It's not that hard to comprehend, oh, Dennis. Oh, but what wasn't what was interesting to me was how it, after a couple times, my brain could context switch. And your, your, your pea brain. Exactly. Actually, you, and, and it wasn't, it, it's it was only confusing for, for like, uh, for like 20 seconds. And then it was like normal again. Cause you got to go around the roundabouts the other way. And it's, it's just uh -huh. weird. But now how did it stay? Is it weird the whole time or how long does it take for that to be weird? 
hours or no just days or well it's always weird when you first when you when the first time it it's it's weird for the first 15 minutes of driving every time but when i got used to going back and forth it was only about a minute to where i was i knew what i needed to do luckily the uh the pedals are on are always on the same side because that would really Uh fuck you up uh but i you had i had to with the british cars i had to change gears with my left hand but luckily the oh that would be awkward yeah at, at first it is but luckily the the yeah. orientation is still the same so first uh-huh. is, first is still left and up still first right right uh like it is on the other side and also the um the the turn signal is so still they, on the left. these are these are all standard where they're um you're clutching and shifting these cars in europe yeah most almost exclusive almost what most most cars in 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 europe are, are manual well, why uh what explains that i have no idea it's um yeah it, it's, it's always been well it, it is no it's right? always been uh the it's always been more expensive to get an an, an automatic car in so, but i uh, don't know I, I don't. I can't explain it. It's, well, it's certainly cultural to a certain extent. So. Yeah, but there's also got to be a capitalistic or an economic, I should say, economic one rationale wonders. for it. One well, wonders. Well, but but well, now two two wonder is is as you and I both are wondering. So one would, two would, two do, three might, two are, two are wondering. So go on. Two two are two are two, two are wondering. So, or, or here we are. Wondering, go ahead. We're the one, we're the wonderers. The um, oh, I wonder, 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 wonder. The um, nowadays the the automatic mm, transmissions are way more efficient than well, than, even, than my, even than even really my, good uh, manual drivers. That's where we go with my question about uh, economic uh, reality, and I suspect that it could be that the European. Um, assembly lines are all built for manual transmissions and so because of the historic cultural expectation that it's manual which is of course a lot more fun for sure then they they the retooling of it could be a economic consideration to go into a more volatile. I mean, there's there's some part of the the, 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 the cost of the, that you pay for gas where you say I expect to pay this much for gas, and if one were to say, well, do you expect it because you like to drive a manual? Do you expect that maybe that's going to cost a little more? You'd say, no, that's okay, I, it, because I this is my car. I like to drive this car, and well, so it's all a matter of, of of I think it's it's I I would think it's more cultural than anything else. Yeah, I I think so too, and gas is way more expensive in Europe than in America, so. Uh, it's like that doesn't. You would think that they would want more efficiency, or that they would have, or that they would have led the charge with hybrids and electric, but they haven't. Uh, right. The U.S. has, we has get, been ahead Let's on that. get somebody on the show who can talk about this. As long as you go to a bar with that person for at least an hour before showtime and get them loosened up for a happy hour, and we'll put them on the show, and we'll grill them. Hey. We'll grill him. Do you, do you remember that news story where Elon Musk uh, went on a podcast and was and was smoking weed? Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so we can just get Elon on. <laughs> right. Hey, Elon, or call Bill me. Maher. Bill Maher, you see the episode where he's smoking weed? You need to post that. No, I haven't. Oh, my God. 
and the and the people who are there and whether they smoke it smoke it or not and what they say and I mean it's just it's a fascinating glimpse at a an amazing uh, uh, it's his property it's legal he's right. totally totally aware uh, right he's, he's run, really, run it by all the lawyers yeah oh yeah oh God yes. Oh my God! You know he also. I think we've talked about this. Where he he got sued for Donald Trump for call, for calling him the 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 son of a of orangutan parents, and and Bill Maher demanded his his birth certificate, and they they sued and they provided the birth certificate. <laughs> so, so the, the Trump lawyers were saying, oh, oh oh yeah, well that's what you think. We can prove. He's, we can prove that he's, human. that he's not the son of a regular thing. Here's his birth certificate. It was a successful birther uh, incident that Mar did, and and he he shows he shows the the, the legal documents on air and talks about it all the time. It, it's you know occasionally it's it's worth a clip or two. He's he's quite freaking hilarious. Yeah, uh, if only we really could, is. if only we could get the tax returns. But it's what's only, that? If only we could get the tax returns. Oh my word! But oh my word, it's uh, it's crazy. So I sent you that that Mike Bloomberg uh, meatball thing. <laughs> this was this this was his. That's a splice. This that's, was this was from the official the official Mike Bloomberg Twitter account, is trying to like make a funny shareable meme or something. And so they share this thing. The link will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero slash zero four nine. So it says, the tweet says, test your political knowledge. Spot the meatball that looks like Mike. And it's this plate with four meatballs on it. And one of them they have lightly photoshopped Mike Bloomberg's face onto. And it's just like, is this, is this going to, are we going to respect the candidate more because of this? Oh, listen, man. It's really simple. I like meatballs, so I like Mike. I want Mike Bloomberg in my mouth. I want, I want, well, no, I think it's like, well, I like meatballs. He's a meatball, so, so, ergo, I I want like him to be president. Mike. President Meatball. Right. So you've got a Leonard Nimoy-esque, you know, uh, uh, hand signal. Right. And he's grabbing people by the ears and mesmerizing them. It's just, it's all horseshit. So the primary's coming to Michigan, man, in like in like a week. Hey. It's like a week. South Carolina, then Super Tuesday. I know that dates this episode, but might as well. But it's fucking crazy times, bruh. Yeah. Bernie, take Nevada. The Democrats are like, and so you know what people are footing out? The Bernie's interviews back in the day when he had these big horn rim glasses and dark hair and looked quite the quite the socialist, right? He'd say, well, well, let me get this straight. You know, not everything he did was bad. It was, he did education. That's not bad. And it's like, uh, bruh, uh, authoritarian dictator, and they're trotting out the tape, and he went to Russia, and right. instead of talking about the gulags, talked about their transportation system, all that stuff gets trotted out. And these motherfuckers that are running for the Senate are saying, you're going to come into my state and you're going to leave the ticket as you're not even in the Democratic Party. And I've got to toe the, the line here. It's fucking disastrous. And this is from a Bernie supporter right. when he ran against uh, Hillary. That was then. This is now. 
Trump's a bigger threat than it, just a uh, just a term limited uh, uh, end of a regime. I, I'm I'm crazy about this. I'm crazy. About it's this. it's pretty wild. We're, what what's going to happen in the next few months? Uh, who the hell knows? Hey, did you want to did you want to rant about this fashion thing that you sent me? <laughs> The Fashion Institute of Technology put two top officials on leave over a runway show people are calling racist. Model, this is in the first sense of the article, is, uh, model Amy Lefervre, who is black, said she almost broke down in tears when she found out what she was supposed to wear, certain accessories on the runway. And would you like to describe these accessories, Dennis? Well, so the, 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 the photos are, are stunning. There are large red lips. There are big, huge black ears. There are bushy eyebrows mimicking the worst parody of African, uh, uh, you know, look. And the astounding thing to me, okay, is that any one of these fucking models actually put it on. So the story is about one of them right. who says, oh, yeah, I was upset. Well, really, what about the other ones of you? And we have pictures of them. What, did they not think? Did they not think for a minute what they were doing? This is the most outlandish admission of misunderstanding the 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 the, the era yeah. that we're in, the history that we have as a, as a as a world, as a planet. Right. And they're saying one of them broke down in tears, but they got pictures of the other ones of them with the shit on. Yeah. That's what? How? What? I'm glad what I'm glad you're getting paid good money. Is that it? Is that it? Fashion that models. Don't... I, I don't. I don't necessarily want to come out and totally defensive of these of these of these models, but fashion models are. There is their job is to wear some really bizarre shit. Understood. There's but, a line with everything. Yes, exactly. This is Over the line. The line yep. Period. Yep. So understanding that, which might make this some might claim more nuanced. No, there's nothing nuanced here. Yeah, this they, is this is insanity. These these photos insane. are are pretty pretty fucked up. Yes. The fuck are they gonna have them come out with neckties that look like fucking nooses? You know, I mean, Jesus, just get with it. Well, you 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 joke that, but the last line of the article is um, <laughs> uh, Burberry announced a new diversity initiatives after it included a noose hoodie in a <laughs> in a 2019 fashion show. A new city. This guy. Oh God! Yeah, I clicked on that too, and it's it's a hoodie where the uh, a hoodie which is associated with African Americans these days, uh, and where the where the the cords where you tie it to are form a noose. That's oh that's classy, classy work, fashion people. Uh, Jesus. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's like the like the restaurant in Philly I mentioned with it was the prison motif. Right. concertina wire and in the menu and it's like you know you know conviction convections for desserts it's like what i mean what what yeah. let's all no. let's all pretend it's like it's fun to be oh, in prison this is, oh this is cool now what yeah i don't know man i i i the motif the whole thing about motifs is generally short-lived and in i don't know I, just give me a good neighborhood bar. I don't need a motif. <laughs> give me a good restaurant, right? <laughs> Serve me some good food. There you Make go. it affordable. So I, I went to uh, I went to a famous uh, uh, Chinese restaurant here in, in Michigan in Matawan called Chin Chin, and uh, ordered for the first time after 
three or four trips seeing other people order this, but in consecutive in subsequent trips forgetting that that's what I wanted and then ordering something else because it goes by an initial uh, BJB on the menu and uh, it's a soup. Yeah. And so I ordered it, and it's the soup in a in a bowl that's the size of where you would stack fruit for a ta- for a family of right. five, right? And real deep, and it's full of this unbelievable, uh, rich, robust, spicy broth and seafood and, and udon noodles, and it's it's absolutely fabulous. And shrimp, little squids, etc. So there was so much of it that I only had half of it, and most of the liquid was left. And I took it. It was a whole quart, right. and I took it and I stored it in the refrigerator. And then I went down the basement, I ordered up a pound of shrimp and thawed the shrimp and quickly hot buttered it in spices and butter and poured that in. And then I also got some uh, some chicken and hot spiced it and browned it real quick and then threw that in and made Korean gumbo. Getting hungry, Korean bowl. gumbo. Korean gumbo bowl. K. Gumbo bouquet. G. <laughs> B. KGB. Get it? Korean Kore- gumbo bowl. Korean gumbo bo. Hot. Hot. Spicy. This is Wait, if it, it's K, if it's KGB, is it spy? So, see? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's poor well, it's it's a bad Well, yeah. So so rate my jambalaya. That's kind of a personal question. Rate my jambalaya dot com. Uh your jambalaya was fantastic. I scale of one to ten, jambalaya. I don't. Head. I don't. I haven't had a lot of jambalayas, so it, I think it has to be the best one. Because <laughs> I don't have a. I don't have a real solid chart or scale where I can place jambalayas as I have them because I have them so rarely. So, oh, but yours so, was fantastic. But yeah, now, I, now so I want some ten, of this KGB action. Oh my god! Korean gumbo bowl. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have some after the show, actually. Mm, I'm jealous. So, and so it was, yeah, we had, a, we had a great time out there. It was a birthday family celebration. Always fun. Always fun. Excellent. So this, I'm, I'm, I'm so anxious for the weather to get good again. I was so glad to be in South Carolina, North Carolina with you and, and your family and, and enjoying that wonderful fact that I could walk out the door and, gym shoes and a light jacket and walk for for you know for some distance less than a mile certainly but a beautiful walk yes and be comfortable because it wasn't icy cold freezing slippery what the fuck this weather i'm ah! that's why they all, all the old people go down to florida well i'm not qualifying for old yet the new york Jews. 66 is the new 49 bro which leads me to hey. the number of our podcast Happyhour.fm slash 049 is a great place to go and find whatever the show notes are of all the stuff that we've talked about. So did you go inside the opera house? No. I, well, oh. I, I went and I, I went briefly into little, the little, um, box office area there but uh not not all the way inside okay there, there. there are tours that i might uh, partake of boy i would think you'd want to but but that's, I certainly... that it's got to be pretty cool on the inside and we're gonna uh call it a night then it's a lovely day it's time to go, go out, out and explore the city 
we, we go out with a, a whimper instead of a fucking lightning bolt. But as I look at you, you look you look a little stunned. I I wonder if I wonder if you should have another beer before you go out. Maybe so. Mate. Huh? Why don't you do they serve beer on. there now? I mean, what's it like there with the bar scene? I mean, do you know? Have you? I mean, are they, can you go to a bar now? And towns where I've been all over the U.S. Of course, you can go in a bar at ten o'clock in the morning and have a drink. What's it like there? Uh, the bar. It's it's very much like uh, it's very much like England here, there where the, the what the bars are and look like. Uh, most of them are like sports bars, um, but I don't know what the bars look like. It's at ten in the morning. Probably by eleven, you can. There's probably people sitting there uh, nursing a pint. But are there neighborhood bars? There are. Some, than, yep. Yeah. So there's one really nice one. It's a. It's an old hotel, and there's like, there's like four different bars in the in the same in the same place. Uh, uh-huh. Where I, during, during the week, I, only one of the bars is is open, but the whole place you can choose a place to sit, and there's like cool. a little little gardeny spot outside. Cool. And uh, it's a. You should go there next, man. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Promise man. me you will. Promise me you will. I will. Promise. I will go there today. Toast. Cheers to you, sir. My friend. I will see you. Uh, I'll be a lot closer to you next time, but not close enough. Good eye, mate. Time a kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down, tiny kangaroo down, small, tiny kangaroo down. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. That was episode number 49. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 049. I was a little hoarse down there in Sydney, but I'm back and ready to do more episodes in the future. To ensure that there are more episodes in the future, you can go to patreon.com slash happy hour and become a monthly patron, and that would really help us pay for, for editing and hosting and things. Thank you very much. See you next week.